Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in to another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. Per usual, I'm doing it live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois, just outside of Chicago at the Rivers Casino. And everybody is thrilled for the start of the upcoming NFL season, a thriller of a game last night. And honestly, look, I mean, that line got up to nine, nine and a half. Josh Applebaum was on yesterday, nailed it, took the points with Dallas, and that came to fruition. And and it wasn't ideal for the teaser because it landed two, but hopefully your stipulations have it as a push if you could get the other leg to come through. But, man, the chances of that happening, slim to none. Missed extra points certainly doesn't help. Chris Godwin fumbling at the goal line doesn't help. But that's football, and it's the mayhem that comes with it, and that's why we are so excited to talk more about it tonight. I've got several plays on the gridiron with college football that we've talked about already and some NFL that we're looking forward to. Plus, Amal Shaw will be joining us momentarily to talk college football. I know he's got several plays that he's looking forward to betting on for tomorrow. Amal is very sharp when it comes to college football, so we'll get his thoughts on that. Then when it comes to NFL, like we said, I've got a few bets that I'm going to be adding on for this weekend. But also, Wes Reynolds, fellow VEASAN host and Midwesterner himself, we haven't had him on in quite some time. So I'm excited to chat with Wes, see what kind of action he's got heading in to the week one slate of the NFL season. And not only will we talk football, there is some baseball to be had. So I got one play on the diamond tonight. 
You know, we'll try to keep up with our baseball action, but we get flooded from time to time now that it's the football season. But we'll still have some handicapping when it comes to baseball, especially since we're getting close to the postseason. So I got a play for you tonight on the diamond as well. But let's begin uh, with some college football action tonight. Now, you know, personally, no skin in this one as of this moment, but I wanted to preview this Kansas and Coastal Carolina game. This one's going to be kicking off a little less than a half an hour at this point in the 17th ranked Coastal Carolina squad is currently laying 27 at Bet Rivers against the Kansas Jayhawks. No hope in the Kansas Jayhawks once again, it seems like from betters. Because Coastal Carolina opened up in some shops as about a 24-and-a-half point favorite, and all the love has been going to Coastal Carolina. Total opened up at about 53. Now it's down to 52-and-a-half, so you realize that Coastal Carolina is going to be able to put up their fair share of points. But can the Jayhawks contribute themselves? Well, they barely squeaked by South Dakota in week one, winning 17-14. to and on the other side, Coastal Carolina had a cakewalk when it came to going uh, going against the Citadel in Week One. Fifty-two to fourteen was the final in that game. They racked up six hundred and ten total yards for that match in Week One. I suppose that was expected, but still kind of crazy to see a team racking up over six bills when it comes to the total yards. Three hundred forty-eight in the air, two hundred sixty-two on the ground. And look, you still got a lot of the same team, very similar from last year with Coastal Carolina. So again, I get the love going toward it. But even more so, aside from this, I think this is just a fade of Kansas, right? I mean, nobody trusts them. Everybody refuses to. But is it getting too high at this point? I mean, if you caught it at about 24 and a half, I guess I could see, you know, trying to jump in on early with Coastal Carolina. But now you're in that 27 territory. May just be getting a little bit too high. I mean, you know, Last season when they played in week one, Coastal won 38 to 23. So Kansas kept it relatively close. And again, now it's up to 27. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, I I've got no skin in this one. I think it's too high and I hate laying spreads that are that tremendously long. More so, if anything, it would be a total kind of effort for me. And look, if Coastal Carolina could put a 52 last week, and I get it, it's against the Citadel. And Kansas is a little bit different and better than them, we assume. Uh, I still think over would probably be the move when you see this high of a spread and the total's not, you know, insanely high relatively. So 52 and a half, even though it's kind of going down, I think going to the over would probably be the play in this game between Coastal Carolina and Kansas. You know, it, it, again, it, it's, it's nothing that I love. I'm not infatuated with it. I typically stray away from these Friday games unless it's in Big Ten territory or teams I'm more familiar with because... Really, that's what's going to pay off in the long run. You're picking and choosing your spots, not just betting something just to bet it on a Friday night. And I know that people love doing that regardless. But if you're going to, my best advice would be look for the in-game instead of just throwing a you know a blind dart at the board. But that's at least my two cents and how I handicap it. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who are more invested in each of these respective teams and could understand the betting angle from it. But I think the best way to attack it, if you're just looking for some kind of betting angle on it, Look for the in-game aspect as we do see Coastal up to now a 27-point favorite with the total at 52-and-a-half. Once again, welcome into the show. It is Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers, and I'm Danny Burke, your host here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyBurke5, at VEASAN Live for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. To start off, we're just getting you prepped for this Coastal Carolina-Kansas affair that's going to be kicking off in about 25 minutes. And we see Coastal is a 27-point favorite with the total at 52.5. Spread movement has gone to Coastal from 24.5, like we alluded to now, up to 27. 
Total open 53, just a slight dip to the under 52 and a half. But again, no thoughts or rather no wagers on this game for me. I think the best way to approach it, it would be in-game. But we'll get more college thoughts with Amal Shaw, co-host of the Nuts, and he's going to be joining us momentarily. I know he's got a few games that he has some interest in in terms of spread and total, and him and I are on the same page with the first one we'll discuss. So uh, I'm excited to talk to Amal not only about these college football games. We'll see if he has any NFL action as well if we have some time. And we'll get to NFL later in the show. Like we mentioned, Wes Reynolds, also fellow VEASAN host, he will be covering NFL for you all season long here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, co-host of the Green Zone, the opening lines. He's doing everything. He's a utility man. He covers it all. Wes will be joining us in about 40 minutes, and I know he's got a bunch of plays on the gridiron for Sunday, NFL Week 1. So excited to talk with Wes. In between, even though it is the start of the NFL season and we're in the midst of the college football season, I've got a play for today's Major League Baseball slate. Almost made it two plays, ended up narrowing it down to one. If we have time, we'll get to the one that I had a strong lean on. But nevertheless, I got one play, which we'll talk about in about 20 minutes. And then afterward, I've added more plays to my NFL betting slate. And of course, like I pretty much did last year, I'll tweet them out before kickoff at Danny Burke-Farber. You can follow me on Twitter if I add anything differently i'll be sure to send it off before those games get underway because a lot of times some of these props don't get posted immediately and you know i dive into it on saturday night or even sunday morning before the games get underway and with the later slated games too when you're looking to chase a little bit and want that extra prop so again i'll be tweeting those out all throughout the course of the nfl season and uh, we'll have you covered here so you can get some of those better lines like I typically do, put them in the VEASAN Best Bets log page early in the morning so you can get a hold of that for the daily newsletter, vsin.com slash subscribe. It gives you the link right in the email so you can get a hold of not only my bets on a daily basis, but every other host, every other guest, when they get the immediate wager placed, you can get the best line as close at least as you can as soon as possible. So really a great tool to keep track of everybody's bets. And that's where I post them as well as going over on the show and tweeting them out on Sundays. So, again, check it out, vsin.com slash subscribe for myself at Danny Burke 5 But like we said, we will be starting off college football-wise with Amal Shaw. And, you know, I, I briefly teased it saying him and I are kind of on the same page with the game. And, you know, that game being, and we'll bring him on in a moment, but it's the Rutgers and Syracuse game. And this game has seen some movement in favor of the Scarlet Knights. And I know when people see Rutgers, you think gross. How would I ever want to put my hard-earned money on this team? But that's where the movement's gone. They're up to 2.5 now at Bet Rivers. This total at 52.5. Syracuse is nothing to write home about. But let's bring in Amal Shaw and get his thoughts on this game. Amal, my man, tell us about Rutgers and Syracuse here. Again, like I was saying, it's kind of one of those gross games that I'm sure a lot of people don't want to touch. I agree with the line movement here, actually. I like Rutgers, and again, now we're seeing them up to minus 2.5 or minus 125 on the money line. Do you believe the Scarlet Knights have what it takes to beat Syracuse on the road? I do. Not normally the type of spot I want to play where you're laying a couple of points on the road. I would rather have a team that is a little bit more of a prohibitive favorite. You feel better about the situation. But to your point, Danny, you know in college football, there's a good way to tell if the game you have doesn't have that much interest and is probably not a particularly good game, it's not in that noon, 3.30, or 7 o'clock window or 7.30 window. That generally tells you when you have that oddball 2 o'clock Eastern start time, it's probably not a game too many people care about. Yeah, it, and that's kind of the advantage you get as a better, too, because not only do you just have a better gauge if you're in tune with these teams, like I try to do a lot with the Big Ten Conference, and I know you do. I mean, you're very – 
you know, spread out with your knowledge. But, you know, advice you always offer is you kind of centrally locate either a conference team, division, whatever it may be. And that's how you get good advantages and angles. And a team like Rutgers and Syracuse, if you are in tune with both of those, you can not only see the sharp line moving and kind of get an idea, but just have a better understanding. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you here. I like Rutgers a little bit in this game. Do you have any thoughts on this total, about 51 and a half, and now we're seeing it 52 and a half? Anything worth a play in terms of the total? No, I don't. But, it's you know, if you think about it from a college standpoint, it's not an overwhelmingly high total. Um, Syracuse, don't have a lot more questions about them. I know they held Ohio at only nine points, but don't get overwhelmed by that. This Q's team, still a lot of question marks. They were very effective running the ball on the ground. But remember, Ohio ranked in the bottom 20 in college football and run defense last year. Um, it was the third down efficiency that was the difference in this game for um, you know, Syracuse in the matchup. And so I think that's why you saw them win that one comfortably. But I think Rutgers is a huge advantage uh, in terms of doing, uh, excuse me, on special teams. That, that's what really is a big difference. You got Crookshank, who's probably the best kickoff returner in college football. And I forgot the guy right now, but uh, from Kansas State, who transferred in on the punt returns, he was a Big 12 special teams player of the year. So they, there's a lot of advantage there for Rutgers in the uh, special teams as well. All right, Amal, let's move forward later in Saturday evening, 6.30 p.m. Central Time kickoff. The Tar Heels looking to bounce back from what happened last week against Virginia Tech. They're taking on Georgia State, who had a rough outing themselves in week one. And now we see Sam Howell and company up to a 26-point home favorite against Georgia State with a high total here of 66. Is this going to be fireworks all over the place for North Carolina and company after that tough loss last week? I think so. What what a perfect tonic for South, excuse me, North Carolina. When you look at Georgia State, you referenced it against Army. They really struggled. Now you've got an even more prolific offense. Who I think really needs to bounce back through the air. You know, if you are North Carolina, there's still a lot to play for. That loss obviously doesn't help. But I think with Clemson potentially lying in wait in the ACC championship game, assuming they get there, you have everything you want to play for, which is the college football playoff right in front of you. I think it'd still be a tough road, but they have a chance. And I think Howell and company bounce back. The other thing I think that got overlooked in that uh, loss against Virginia Tech, they had a solid defensive effort. Remember, this is a team that really struggled defensively last year, but I think they will bounce back. Danny, I, I think they get into the 50s in this game and they roll Georgia State. Now, speaking of Sam Howell, of course, he struggled, but you also have to give props, as you alluded to, to Virginia Tech. And, you know, Sam Howell was a Heisman hopeful, one of the top guys in terms of the odds. Is what happened in week one kind of, I, I don't want to say absolutely tarnished his Heisman chances, but how much of an impact do you think that has going down the rest of the season in his hopes for being a candidate? Well, Danny, let me tell you something. I, I think your Heisman campaign is probably better than his right now. <laughs> and, you know, when you when you look at it, it, it's over and done with. You can't have the type of performance he had against Virginia Tech and expect to have a shot. I, I don't really look at the individual players. I look at the teams for the Heisman. Look, you got to go back all the way to Tim Tebow. Last time we had a player lose three games, his team ended up losing four games. They lost to Florida in the bowl game, excuse me, to uh, Michigan in the bowl game in 2007. It's really difficult, and I think Robert Griffin, his team had three losses. Other than that, it's going to be a quarterback, and it's going to be one that's on a team that's probably ranked in the top five or ten that's got two losses, two losses or less. So I think it's going to be tough for North Carolina, particularly with the ACC having the struggles they have. Remember, it was um, Georgia Tech losing to Northern Illinois. Miami absolutely got pasted by uh, Alabama. We saw Clemson lose to Georgia. Things not faring too well for the ACC right now. 
All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to some Pac-12 action. How about USC and Stanford? Now, the Trojans are getting a lot of love on the spread of all. They're up to 17 and a half at Bet Rivers. This total is at 53. Nobody is believing, believing in the Cardinals at this point, and maybe rightfully so, but I don't know if you got a better number perhaps, but do you trust the Trojans now that it's up to 17 and a half, or do you think you'd maybe hold off with that spot? Yeah, I think I would hold off. I would probably more likely to take Stanford, but can't do it based on the performance against Kansas State and what we've seen out of Stanford the last couple of years. You have to see it first from Stanford before you start backing them. Remember last year they laid an egg at home, I think in week number two for them against Colorado. So I think the Trojans would be just fine. It was a good quality win that had against San Jose State. Right now, when you look in the Bay Area, when you look at Cal, you look at Stanford and San Jose State. I'd make the argument that the Spartans are probably the best team out of that trio in that area right now. So uh, it'll be interesting second consecutive week they play a Bay Area team. Let's see if the Trojans are up to the task, which I expect them to be. I don't want to lay the number here. I'm looking at the under here, 53 and a half. I would take it as low as 52. Uh, I think, Danny, there's a great chance this game stays under. I think USC would have to do a lot of heavy lifting. It really seems difficult, in my opinion, to see uh, Stanford getting over 17 points. Uh, so I, I think the Trojans are in good shape in this matchup against Stanford. Okay, so looking toward the under for Stanford and USC is Amal Shaw. But, hey, Amal, we always got to ask you about your alma mater, my man. Ohio State taking on Oregon, one of the top games this weekend. There's not too many, but Ohio State and Oregon certainly probably top two next to Iowa and Iowa State. The Buckeyes now up to a 14.5-point favorite at home with a total at 63.5. I think your Buckeyes roll in this game, but with the number over two touchdowns, doesn't make it too enticing for me to want to lay that, lay that spread there. If it got down to 14, certainly I'd be more enticed to do so, but maybe I'll wait in-game for a better line. Do you think Ohio State could still, I mean, do you have enough conviction, I guess, to still want to lay the 14 and a half, or would that be kind of a wait in-game approach? No, I'm a little bit opposite of you on this one, Danny. If Kayvon Thibodeau plays, I'd be more likely to take Oregon. I think the Buckeyes win the football game, but until we see some consistency from their past defense, uh, I know Anthony Brown's not a quarterback that's prolific. Remember, Tanner Morgan and company were able to run the ball, and I'm not saying that Dye and Verdell are uh, Muhammad Ibrahim, but at the same time, I think the fact that they've got a little bit more balance, you look at their wide receiving core, extremely talented. I, I think they're going to have some opportunities to move the football. I mean, look, as a fan, I hope I'm wrong. But I think if you're taking a look at this game, either you look at the total over, because I expect to see both teams really scoring the football, or you have to take a look at the Oregon Ducks and offensively what they're able to do. You know, on the outside, whether it be Jalen Reed, Sean Dollars, um, they've got some guys that can make some plays. Uh, so just something to pay attention to as you look at this matchup. All right, Amal, let's transition a little bit, get your thoughts on NFL Week 1. And, you know, all the Bears fans here are excited, not as much to see Andy Dalton, but that Bears football is back, and that at some point they're hopeful Justin Fields is going to be implemented as a starting quarterback. But it's not looking like it. Week 1 as they take on the Rams, going to be a tough test, no doubt. We just saw this number now move up from 7.5 to 8 at Bet Rivers in favor of Los Angeles with a total of 46.5. I got a couple different angles in this game. First, I did the Rams. I teased them down. I thought it was a good teaser opportunity. But truthfully, I, I honestly don't think you need to. I don't think this Bears offense is going to be able to keep up. Stafford may be slow out of the gates with the new team getting acclimated, and the Bears defense will be okay to begin with. But I think at some point, Stafford is going to expose that secondary that got weaker in the offseason. I think it's going to be Rams all the way. What say you? 
Danny, I completely agree with your assessment. You referenced the teaser. That's a great play, but I'm with you. I think the Bears, is, uh, excuse me, the Rams covered this number comfortably, anything up to 10. And, you know, it's like the old Davos Sweeney line when they were playing Ohio State in 2016 and they shut them out. He goes, them boys are in trouble. That's how I feel about the Bears' offensive line and Andy Dalton. I mean, we could see a burial. So, you know, if you have an opportunity to see your good friend Andy Dalton, you may want to watch him play because he might get killed out in that field. This offensive line is bad. You referenced the secondary. You know, uh, Desai that takes over for the defensive coordinator for the Bears, he's got to prove something here, Sean Desai, because they didn't look good. Mitchell Trubisky, excuse me, Mitchell Trubisky went up and down that field on the Bears like he was Jim Kelly and the K-Gun or Josh Allen. And until we see some improvement there, I think it's tough to back the Bears. I don't know if they're going to be able to slow down the Rams' offense enough and then at the same time keep Andy Dalton upright. What's also kind of a head-scratcher to me, Amal, is that this total is getting love to the over. It went or it opened 45-and-a-half, went down to 44, and it's as high as 47 in some spots. I, I feel like this is under all the way, but do you think, I mean, like you said, are the Bears going to be able to score enough for this total to go over? I tend to agree with you. I think, unfortunately, you can see a lot of three-and-out scenarios with Andy Dalton and company. Look, he's not as mobile as he once was. Uh, the accuracy leaves a lot to be desired. They're not going to take a ton of downfield shots with him under center. The big question, again, is the offensive line. How well will they be able to keep him upright? I, I tend to agree with you. And, you know, look, just because there's a line move doesn't necessarily move and it's the correct one. It doesn't mean it's incorrect. But, you know, you got to make a decision that you think is best for yourself. And I know a lot of people follow moves, and that's fine, but I don't necessarily buy that one on this game. I think it's going to be really tough to see the Bears getting into a situation where they get 17 to 20 points, barring turnovers by the Rams or short field. Right there with you, my man. All right, Amal, we got a couple minutes left before we let you go. I know you got a uh, teaser play in the NFL as well. What you rolling with in terms of the teaser? Yeah, I got. Uh, I like the Colts. Uh, they're now at two and a half, so you can take them plus six, get it up to uh, uh, eight and a half, or take a six and a half, get it up to nine. And then, of course, the uh, I know a lot of people don't like to cross zero, which I think is an uh, overplayed situation. Look, I get majority of the time it's probably not the right move, but against a team like the Jets, I'm going to take my chances with a rookie, their best receiver, Jamison Crowder, out of action. Remember uh, Anderson and, of course, uh, Sam Donald, both former Jets. I think it's a good opportunity for them to get a little bit of revenge. And Matt Rule, I think, is a terrific coach. They get Christian McCaffrey back healthy in this lineup. I like Carolina to win this game outright at home, and I think they get it done. Yeah, I'm with you there, too. And that's where the movement's gone, and you're right. I mean, sometimes there are the aberrations to the kind of teaser rules and, you know, what you need to do in order to have them be viable on a consistent basis. But sometimes there's the outliers. And just to have a little bit more security could be a great opportunity with Carolina as they are taking on the Jets with that interesting quarterback battle with Darnold and Zach Wilson. But, hey, Amal, that's about the time we got for tonight. Thanks, as always, for hopping on, my man. And uh, enjoy the college and NFL games, and best of luck. Thank you so much, Danny. At Amal Shaw 1 on Twitter is where you can follow him along throughout this whole college football and NFL season and beyond. Handicaps just about everything. You can catch his content here on VEASAN, co-host of the Nuts with Mike Paul Monday through Friday. All righty, well, we're going to keep it going with betting, but we're going to switch it up. I mean, obviously, we're going to keep it going with betting, but best bets more so. Let's talk baseball. I got one play on the diamond tonight. It's not the best slate, but I think I have a pretty solid opportunity for you. Hopefully, I can persuade you to join me on it. Afterwards, we will get back to the NFL with Wes Reynolds and both of my college and NFL bets. Stick around here on Rush Hour.
Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And BetRivers has you covered for the entire NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all of the pro football matchups. Plus, they're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread Challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. Offer is valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. And it's available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 532 in Virginia and Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Okay, it's time to talk some baseball here on Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm Danny Burke, and it is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Like we've already talked about before, we've got plenty more NFL and college football action to unveil throughout the program, but taking a slight hiatus to talk some baseball tonight, and specifically the matchup between Houston and Los Angeles. The Angels on the road to take on the Astros. Houston opened up as a minus 178 favorite. Now at Bet Rivers are up to minus $2, whereas we see Los Angeles go from about plus 168, somewhere around that range now to plus 170 at Bet Rivers. Run line if you want to take Houston, plus 105. If you want to take the run and a half with Joe Madden's team, minus 124. Total open eight, slight tick down to seven and a half. That's primarily because you get a solid pitching matchup tonight featuring Framber Valdez, the southpaw for Houston, who's nine and five boasting a 3.08 ERA, 3.51 XVIP, and a whip of 1.23. Very solid. Opposing him is Shohei Otani, the likely MVP, is 9-1 on the mound with a 2.97 ERA, 3.55 XVIP, and a very solid whip of 1.07. Now, Otani has struggled a little bit on the road, more so than home. It, not a tremendous difference, but it's still somewhat notable. He's got a 4.25 ERA, but a relatively solid XFIP on the road, 3.51. He did go up against Houston once this year, went seven innings pitched, allowed only four hits, one earned run, and racked up 10 strikeouts. Batting average of 160 for Houston against Otani, yet Classic Angels bullpen, they blow it and lose 5-1 to one in that game despite Otani's great pitching. Now, Valdez on the other side, the southpaw has been really solid at home, 2.73 ERA with a 3.59 XFIP. However, he has not faced the Angels this season. Now, if we look at these batting splits, and I'll get to the point I'm trying to make here, but the Angels are a team that hits worse on the road, 685 OPS, but they are slightly better against lefties, 739 OPS. 
But in seven games in this month, they have an OPS of 576, just atrocious from Los Angeles. Now, the Astros on the other side have about an 800 OPS this month. They're great at home with a 786 OPS. Uh, slightly worse against righties, but still high up there, 773 OPS. Houston, the money line direction going toward them makes complete sense to me, despite Otani being a really good pitcher, because, well, we don't trust the Angels' bullpen that has an ERA of 4.62, whereas the Astros have a bullpen ERA of 4.14. But instead of trusting the run line with Houston, instead of laying the $2, it got me thinking, well, these are two good pitchers, and, you know, maybe they can do pretty well at the beginning. So let's take a look at the no run in the first, as we've done so often here on the show and if we look kind of at the stats, the no run in the first inning, Otani overall this year is 6-14, and 14, meaning in his 20 starts, he has not allowed a run in the first and 14 out of 20, hitting at a 70% clip. On the road, he's 3-6, and six, meaning that he has stayed or not allowed a run in 6 out of the 9 starts. In, in that game where he went against Houston, he didn't allow any runs in the first inning. Valdez on the other side is fantastic, 3-15, and 15, meaning he has only allowed a run in the first inning, 3 out of 18 starts this season, 86, or excuse me, 83% clip for Valdez. Look, the Angels hit worse on the road. The Astros are great offensively, but you saw how Otani did against them in the first outing, and I have confidence that he can at least get out of the top half of the first inning with no runs, hopefully. And same goes on the other side with the struggling Angels offense. I think Valdez should be able to take care of business. So I played no run in the first inning, minus 125 tonight for Houston and Los Angeles. That's the only angle I got on baseball tonight. The other one I was kind of considering was Dodgers' money line, but ended up staying away as Musgrove's done pretty well against them as they're taking on the Padres tonight. So just sticking with the no run in the first minus 125 but stay with us i've got plenty of nfl and college football action that i haven't talked about yet here on rush hour so we'll get that coming your way plus don't forget wes reynolds host here at Beeson, also going to be telling us his nfl plays much more to come here on Beeson. By now, you know that it is the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. It's only $19.99, and of course, it's available now. And our experts are providing profiles of every single team, along with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, we give you best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. So sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Check it out now at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. All righty, welcome back to it. It is time here on Rush Hour to go through all of my NFL and college football plays. As of this moment, by the way, I'm Danny Burke. We're doing it live out of the Bet River Sportsbook here in the Chicagoland area. We are pumped for week one and week two of college football. So, hey, let's get right into it. And let's start 
with some NFL action. Now, this first bet is a prop and an anytime touchdown score. And, you know, I kind of accidentally fell upon it. And it's more so because I was just looking for what games had their props available. And the Steelers and Bills were really the only one at the time. And I was looking at Najee Harris, and he was about plus 138. And I was like, wow, that seems like pretty good value. Let me go see where it looks at other books. And he was a lot shorter. And then he went up to plus 140 at Bet Rivers. And I said, all right, I got to take this. Because, look, Najee Harris is going to be the focal point, of course, for the ground game. That's why they drafted him in round one. The Steelers' offensive line is going to be not great, right? I mean, the expectations aren't too high, but you want to give the kid momentum in his first game. You want to give him confidence and instill the fact that he's here for a reason and they need to get that ground game going. It could be a slower pace, more oriented on the ground for the Steelers regardless. And aside from that, as long as you get to the goal line, I mean, they're going to put it in his hands, again, to instill that confidence and give him, you know, enough momentum heading to the rest of the season. Everybody wants to get that in your first game as a rookie and as a starter. But looking at the Bills, they allowed 21 rushing touchdowns last season, which came out to an average of 1.3 per game. That ranked 27th worst in the NFL. So very liable to giving up these rushing touchdowns. And if someone is going to have it on the Steelers, it's got to be Najee Harris, right? It's got to be the rookie, and potentially a phenom who could win Offensive Rookie of the Year. But more importantly, also what it came down to, the value there. You typically don't get that good of value with the starting running back, I feel like. So love it a lot. Najee Harris plus 140 is a good value play for any time touchdown score. So that's what I'm rolling with in, term of, you know, in terms of a prop, Najee Harris, anytime touchdown score. Let's get back to an angle in terms of just a straight-up game. Now, this next one, I didn't have as much, you know, infatuation for wanting to bet it originally. The more I look at it, the more I'm kind of talking myself into it. And this is a Falcons and Eagles game. And this line has kind of gone back and forth from three and three and a half. But what I ended up doing is laying the three with the Falcons and just got to pay about 10 cents more minus a buck 20. But I think the Falcons are the right play here if you get them at the key number of three. Now, where the Falcons slacked last season was against the pass. They ranked 19th in pass in DVOA, and they allowed 294 passing yards per game, which was dead last in the NFL. Certainly an issue for this Falcons defense. But on the other side, and yes, I've said I do believe in Jalen Hurts, and he can be a good enough starter to be consistent with the Eagles. It's not like he did anything last year to think, oh, he's going to rip apart this Falcons defensive passing game because of how bad they were. No, we need to be proven wrong and see that Jalen Hurts can be a good thrower, can be a precision thrower that can be relied upon. Until then, I'm not going to trust him despite going against his awful pass defense. But even more so, when you're looking at the Eagles, where they slacked themselves was against the pass, 24th and pass DVOA defense. And we know the Falcons are going to love to pass the ball. Matt Ryan still has weapons there despite Julio Jones leaving. You bring on Kyle Pitts. He's still got Ridley. Oh, and maybe you can address your lackadaisical running game by bringing in Mike Davis, who actually had a really solid year with the Panthers last season. Maybe not really solid, but he did a lot better than any years prior. So hopefully this new environment can bode well for Davis and this Falcons offense. And at the end of the day, you know, so many people are really low on this Eagles team. And, you know, I'm lower on them, yes, but I don't think they're going to be completely awful. They still have enough talent, at least offensively. But when you look at this, and if you get it with the number at three, who are you going to trust in the end? I'm going to trust the veteran quarterback in Matt Ryan with the home crowd advantage against this young Eagles team that... You know, both of these teams, you know, have the new coaching staff. But again, at the end of the day, you trust Matt Ryan, Matty Ice a little bit more than you do Jalen Hurts. So give me the three. Or rather, I'm laying the three with Atlanta Sunday as they take on the Philadelphia Eagles. 
But let's go ahead and then move it a little bit further along. Let's talk Sunday night football out in Los Angeles, the Rams and the Bears. Uh, we kind of talked about this angle, not entirely, but at least in terms of scoring with them all. And I was saying the full game total is getting up way too high here. I mean, with the 47, which I just thought is absolutely absurd. And what naturally went correlated with that was the first half total. Right now, the total for the full game is at 46 and a half. And the first half total is up to 23 and a half. And it's still shaded to the over. With the first half total at 22 and a half, I thought that that was a pretty solid look to the under. Then they're giving me another point, and it's still shaded to the over. So the under now is minus 112. I think I got minus 109 or minus 107. Regardless, I absolutely love this first half staying under 23 and a half total points. When it was at 22 and a half, the Bears had gone over that mark last season in 9 out of 16 first halves. Now that you add the point, it flips. The Bears now only had gone over that mark in 7 out of 16 games. So that's a pretty significant difference in my opinion. The Rams were 8-8 eight eight overall with that first half total at 23.5. Plus, if you just want to keep looking at historical trends, not that it has that much conviction behind it, but just interesting to note, the last three season openers since 2018, the Bears have stayed under that first half mark of 23.5. But put all of that aside. These are two new quarterbacks with two new systems. Matt Stafford will be the better quarterback, and he'll be great with the Rams, but it's still going to take a while to get acclimated. He might be rusty in that first half, and we know Andy Dalton is going to be. We know that offensive line is going to struggle, and that defensive interior in Los Angeles is going to probably destroy Andy Dalton, and the Bears will have no offense whatsoever. The secondary is, good as, is uh, also good as we know with Los Angeles. So even though the Bears are bringing in depth wide receiver-wise, can Andy Dalton have enough time to give it to him? Montgomery was the reason the offense had success in the latter half of the season. But again, that offensive line isn't going to do enough. So it's certainly going to be a slow start for both offenses. And both defenses are going to be, you know, they're going to be bringing the energy even more so in the first half with all the adrenaline going. Second half, you may get fatigued. Second half, you may have some garbage point by the Bears. So that's why I like the first half angle a little bit better. It will be slower pace as it tends to be between the Bears and the Rams. So love that first half under 23 and a half points between the Bears and the Rams for Sunday night football. So that's what I got for the NFL. Of course, I may add a couple more. So be sure to follow me on Twitter at DannyBerg5. We'll tweet those out before kickoff. We already talked about it earlier this week, but also had a couple of plays when it comes to college football. Uh, we had Nebraska Buffalo over 54 and a half, and then Army lane six and a half versus Western Kentucky, along with those NFL plays we just dished out. And for baseball tonight, no run in the first, minus 125 for the Angels and the Astros. Best of luck, as always, if you tail. Stick around. We're wrapping up a Friday edition. Wes Reynolds also delivering his best bets. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. 
Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams? Don't worry, because Bet Rivers has you covered. 
BetRivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago City Cast, the one that I host myself, along with the Detroit, Philly, and Pittsburgh City Cast, are up and running with five new episodes every week. Be sure to check it out wherever you get your podcasts on a daily basis Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever it is. Check out the Bet Rivers City Cast. All righty, we are getting you ready for this jam packed weekend of college football and NFL. Hit plenty of college football to start with Amal Shaw, but. Let's switch it up a little bit, focus solely on the NFL with our main man, Wes Reynolds, at Wes Reynolds One, who you can catch hosting the Green Zone throughout the football season on the weekends, along with the opening lines. He's going to have you filled with so much information, live betting-wise, too, which is so valuable and important when it comes to betting football. But he'll get you covered on that on the weekends. Let's focus on the pre-flop angle now with Mr. Reynolds. And, Wes, let's start with the Steelers and Bills game, my man. I know a lot of people have some interest in this spot and, you know, the public, I'm sure, is all over the Bills here, especially now that it's under a touchdown. You know, they're laying six and a half at Bat Rivers. This total has dipped to about 48. Did the Bills cover that six and a half, or did the Steelers keep it closer than a lot of people envision? Yeah, and Danny, good to be with you. Been, been a while, man, so good to be on Rush Hour with you. And if you look at last season when Buffalo did win at home 26 to 15, Really, the offensive numbers weren't that great. I think it was just the fact that Pittsburgh's offense was was even worse with the fact that the offensive line had issues, still has a little bit of issues, as half the teams in the NFL really have those kind of issues. But if you look at Pittsburgh, the fact that this is now six and a half here, and Buffalo's going to be in a lot of teasers, and in full disclosure, Buffalo's my pick to reach the Super Bowl out of the AFC. But that's kind of the quandary you have as a better in week one, because I don't think you necessarily want to bet your macro or holistic season reads necessarily in week one if you don't think the spot is good. But keep in mind with Pittsburgh, this team was 11-0 last year. So you look at their win total, like everybody's down on Pittsburgh in this AFC North. Everybody either likes the Browns or they like the Ravens. And everybody is down on this team. And I think uh, they play with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, almost getting, almost getting a touchdown here. So... I thought the number was just a little high on Buffalo, even though I like this team long term. I love the defensive or the offensive coordinator, Brian Dable. Josh Allen has signed that big deal and he's clearly improved. So Buffalo, I think, is very much a Super Bowl contender. But I just thought that that this line was a little bit high and maybe the offensive line for Pittsburgh surprises us and they're at least average or slightly above average. But this was too big for me to not take the Steelers. All right, so yeah, we'll see if that defense can continue their dominance and limit Josh Allen. It's what a lot of betters are thinking is this line is, you know, I alluded to is down to six and a half. We'll see if there's any movement before kickoff, but Pittsburgh could be a good spot. What about this next game, though, Wes? I, I, I personally want to get involved in it, but I'm just not fully there yet. Maybe you can help convince me. The Cardinals and the Titans, Tennessee at home is a three-point favorite, and we're seeing this total at 53. Now, I kind of see Kyler Murray in the Cardinals as like my backup team last year where the Bears were struggling because Kyler Murray did so well for me betting-wise and for my fantasy team. So I got the jersey. I love the team. I love the offense. But the issue with them is they didn't win those 50-50 games. But they bring on some veterans, A.J. Green, J.J. Watt, and just another year with the familiarity with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, maybe they can win those games. And that could be the case when they're taking on the Titans on the road are you there, though, on Arizona for week one? Would you take the three points with them? 
Yeah, Danny, and you brought up a really good point there in the intro to this game is that Arizona didn't win the 50-50 games. Tennessee did last year. They were 7-2 and two in one-possession games, but oftentimes that tends to regress to the mean a little bit. So I think you have Tennessee maybe going backwards from that and maybe Arizona going forwards, and you're seeing that materialize, I think, in the market. It is three, and it's a solid three a lot of places, but there's a fair amount of shops, both in Las Vegas and the faraway place market, where you're seeing Arizona getting three, but you're having to lay juice with them. Uh, three minus a dollar twenty, three minus a dollar fifteen. So I like Arizona in the spot here. I'm just with Tennessee. I don't know if I'm a total believer on this team, simply put, because you basically have a new defensive scheme for most of the starters. They have six new starters that they brought in. So it is at least a little bit more talented on paper with the Malcolm Butlers and the Bud Dupree's that they brought in via trade or via free agency. But keep in mind this Tennessee unit last year, they were 28th in yards allowed, 29th in pass yards allowed, 30th in sacks, 30th in red zone defense, and 24th in points allowed all in 2020. So I'm still not convinced with this defense. Also a new offensive coordinator, Todd Downing, because now Arthur Smith goes and takes the head coaching job with the Atlanta Falcons. Todd Downing's only been an offensive coordinator for one year in this league. I believe it was 2017 with the Raiders, and they were about mid-pack. That's when Jack Del Rio was the head coach for the Raiders. So, you know, I'm still not bought in, even though they add Julio Jones. They got plenty of weapons. A.J. Brown is a star receiver in this league. You have Derrick Henry coming off a 2,000-yard season, only the eighth guy in league history to be able to do that. But if you look at the previous seven guys that have rushed for 2,000 yards, they regressed the following year. So, you know, that that's very hard to duplicate, and I think Tennessee is going to try to commit to running the ball. But I like Arizona here. I like their weapons. I think Kyler Murray has really improved. They also decided they were going to add some veterans in the offseason, some former pro bowlers on the offense, A.J. Green, center Rodney Hudson on the defense with Butler on the uh, defensive end, J.J. Watts. So they're trying to add Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury, a little bit of leadership to a team with a lot of young talent. You know Arizona on offense has Hopkins, and they now have Green. They added James Conner into the backfield from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Rondale Moore, the second-round guy out of Purdue, I think is going to have a really good rookie year. He's going to be able to find passes underneath, and he's got some scoots to get some big yardage. So I thought Arizona plus three was the play here. And really quick before we move on, Wes, the total's gotten bet up to 53, and we know Tennessee has a great offense and at the same time has a bad defense. Is 53 too high, or do you still see that being a viable option to the over? Small lean, but it has moved a little bit out of the price range uh, on that total. This looks like a high-scoring game, at least on paper. And then just going back to Arizona, Tennessee 0-4 ATS last season is home favorites of five points or less. So, you know, looking at this three, because everybody kind of thinks with the Colts being so injured right now and maybe getting off to a slow start that, Tennessee's just going to run away with this division, but I don't think the market's necessarily buying it with this line only being three. All right, Wes, we got a couple more matchups to delve into. Let's start with the Broncos and the Giants here of those one of two and 325 p.m. Central time kickoff. Denver's gotten a lot of love after Teddy B was named starter. It seems like the spread went in their favor up to three. Totals a shorter one, 41 and a half. I like Denver's the better team. It seems like it could be kind of a tricky spot with the Giants at home. But this Giants defense I'm not sold on, and their offensive line is probably going to be brutal. 
Yeah, and uh, I went actually side and total with this one. I do like the under 42 in this game. You're starting to see a lot of 41 and a halves, though. Denver's defense, they were best in the red zone in the league. Vaughn Miller back, Bradley Chubb is healthy. They're loaded in the secondary. So this is a tough defense for for, uh, the other Danny Dimes, not the one I'm currently speaking to, but the other Danny Dimes going to maybe struggle a little bit to move the ball. But I also think the Broncos might struggle a little bit. And this is a team that I do like to make in the playoffs, but this is kind of just playing against market perception. I think the hype on the Denver Broncos is really big now that they're going with Teddy Covers here and Teddy Bridgewater, who's been so good against the spread. I actually thought Drew Locke might win the job, but that tells you that John Elway doesn't have control out there in Denver. It is George Payton, the new GM, that makes the decisions. And they brought in Teddy Bridgewater, and they elected to go ahead and start him. So I don't necessarily disagree with the decision. But I thought the number got a little big. And once it got to three and the Denver hype train kind of left the station, you saw a little bit of money come back on the Giants. So now you're seeing the Giants plus three lane juice in some spots i think that's a tell at least it's some sharper books so uh i'm going with the g-men plus three even with the offensive line concerns that you rightfully pointed out all right wes we got about a minute remaining packers saints one of the best games potentially this weekend packers are kind of falling down they went up as high as four and a half now they're laying three in the hook with a total at 49 can Jameis and company do enough to cover that spot I think they can, actually, and I, and I took the four and a half, and you're seeing a lot of three and a halves out there. I know they lose home field advantage, but, uh, uh, you know, keep in mind, this was three Green Bay was laying in New Orleans at one point once Aaron Rodgers got back in the fold. So not much of a difference necessarily in Jacksonville. Saints absolutely lose the home field advantage, so I think that's why it got priced accordingly. But, you know, Jameis can put up points here. Keep in mind, this guy led the league in passing yards two years ago. Now, on the other side of the coin, he also led the league in turnovers and had the most interceptions. But I think people are kind of going down on the Saints a little bit prematurely. They lose a little depth on the defense, but this team still has a lot of talent, and this team is very well coached. I'm I'm a little bit surprised everybody's kind of throwing this team in the garbage. Keep in mind, this team did win the AFC South. Uh, last year, even though Tampa Bay obviously won the big prize with the Super Bowl. But also one thing to remember with New Orleans, they went 8-1 and one over the last two years without Drew Brees. So I think maybe the market has overreacted, especially on the win totals and also on some of the division props and also this game in terms of Drew Brees' loss. I think they're going to be fine on offense with Jameis Winston. Wes Reynolds, co-host of the Green Zone and the opening lines right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll have you ready throughout the course of the whole NFL and college football season. Wes, we appreciate you helping us out tonight, my man. Best of luck with those plays. You bet, Danny. You bet, Danny. Always a pleasure. There he is, Wes Reynolds at Wes Reynolds 1. And, hey, speaking of plays, in case you missed it earlier, just to recap some of ours, tonight in baseball, no run in the first for the Angels and Astros. NFL, Najee Harris, anytime touchdown score, plus 140. Falcons laying three versus the Eagles. First half total under 23 and a half for Bears and Rams. Army lane six and a half versus Western Kentucky. And over 54 and a half, Nebraska and Buffalo. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Rush Hour. Enjoy the NFL and college football this weekend, folks. We'll be back on Monday here. It is Rush Hour.
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 